0: on? Jem, She is a belter. <laughs> She's different from the rest. She is a belter. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a series of sideshow dramas. Episode two. So episode two was solely focused around myself and Jem and the making of our online play. I think I'll quit my job, which was produced and written and directed and obviously and costumed and costumes and choreographed, and, choreographed and, and set designed by me and Jem, obviously, and sideshow dramas. So basically, yeah, we we've come on to address all the the ins and outs the goods the bads the uglies and I suppose the verbal bloopers of the whole <clears throat> yeah so we wanted to really create this podcast to talk about all the troubles we had really and all the sideshow dramas that went along with creating something in the middle of a pandemic because I had the bright idea to that I was bored and wanted to do something so like anything take us back to the start um, and when it all started and how I suppose it was born the process of it I think I'm going to count how many times we said so Um. <laughs> so um. so um. so um. M. So, M. <laughs> what, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not a day, folks. Not a day goes by. So, yeah, the play would have been originated, I suppose, from a collection of stories and tales and myths and stuff. True and untrue, I suppose, to some degree. 99% true events, I suppose. And that happened in in clubs um, by people we know or people they know. And it was born then, I suppose, in Jem's kitchen. It was, it was born as a baby in your kitchen on paper, handwritten. It's based around two strippers in Dublin. And from being in strip clubs, having friends that work in strip clubs, all that kind of stuff. Um, I just realized that there was so many funny stories and so many different aspects of it that I guess someone from an outside point of view, um, I hadn't really realized was the case with a lot of these uh, strip clubs. And I really wanted to create something, explore that side of the sex work industry, you know, within a strip club and the whole thing I suppose we get this we obviously know a lot of people involved in, in the strip club scene and the sex work industry in general and we get this kind of in hand view of it like you know we get to see it from from a very close perspective as well as being I suppose on the outskirts of you know and not being directly involved it. being in a live theatre we wanted to bring this to a live audience you know make people talk about something maybe they haven't addressed before so in saying that it was wrote for a live audience originally when I created it I wanted it to be with a live audience you know that you could break the fourth wall bring mm. the cabaret experience that we have into the play and really get into the audience Um I think the biggest issue with everything was finding that level of respect that nobody take the piss out of of the story because there is so many funny aspects of it but at the same time being as respectful as we can towards the dancers that we know and dancers that we don't know too like you know in the clubs that was probably the biggest aspect of it when we were creating it is that we wanted it to be true to what it is, but also keep in mind that like you know, it's it's actual work for some people. So we wanted it to keep it above board as much as possible. Like Yeah, and in saying that then obviously because it was wrote with such a supposed a dark sense of humour and a dark comedy, it was wrote to break that fourth wall and to kind of you know make people laugh it was a very difficult play to adapt into film in that sense and then COVID came along obviously And I feel a bit blessed even being able to sit down and just do this podcast switching out now because I know I feel like this when was... it was being created even even the scripts like you know where if it was before COVID we could have just sat down and, and, and hashed it out like and went, no I don't like that line I like this but instead we're sending scripts to each other and maybe Sean like you would have said to me oh, I don't find that funny and I'm going well that's because you're not in person with me looking at me Actually, have this media in the way of us, like, in, in of trying to of rehearse, not being able like, to be you know. together, yeah. And then doing is kind of separate rehearsals during COVID was an experience for both of us, you know, as actors, it's not something we've experienced before. Having to diversify and grow has always been something performers have had to face, but never alone you know never actually alone and not surrounded by other performers and you know helped by other performers to, to grow and diversify so it was important for us all to do that individually on our own as well as still being together and making something It was a very oh, difficult it. process like it was, it was the constant thing of phone calls emails zoom rehearsals it was all pretty crazy like and um, again something that i'd never been through as a performer so it was very frustrating at times and then because i suppose moving on to the next point of it is when we did decide oh, okay we'll get into the rehearsals properly. We couldn't rent any studios because everywhere was closed over lockdown. So we had to rent a private space and actually turn it into a whole studio. We had to get mirrors up, floors down, paint it, scrub it, clean it. So folks, Jam being Jam basically we don't have a studio, let's make our own and that's what we did. We basically moved into the most unstudio like place, turned it into a little mini heaven in the middle of our kind Yeah like we'd we'd no choice I think when we we were rehearsing like in the sitting room and the kitchen and stuff like that and you know when restrictions did lift a little bit and it was just crazy like that we didn't have the room to stage what we wanted to do so I knew we just kind of needed somewhere so got in touch with this mechanics yard basically that I know (laughs) and rented this tiny tiny little space but I took it on for three months just for the rehearsal process of the play you know so that we had somewhere to work all the kinks out in order to transfer over to a, a theatre stage like to be filmed and it did it became a little haven I suppose for us and if the walls could speak in that studio by God the stories they would tell rehearsing it getting a studio bringing it in and finally being together rehearsing that was a thing like so we had rehearsed separately you know read script separately learn lines nine separately and then I suppose came together after maybe Three months not seeing each other, like, and yeah, like, there was probably two, three months, all right, where we it was all just online and it was so hard. And I think when we finally got into the studio, we realized that certain parts of the script just didn't work and had to be cut, other parts were hilarious and they were added into. So I think we both felt a lot more. creative like as soon as we got into the studio and were able to bounce off, actually each other. bounce off each other and have a laugh with it and I think the other side of it then like when you're self-directing and with there only being two cast members it was very hard because I was being critical I'm only going to be critical towards you and you're only going yeah. to be critical towards me so that was very touch and go at times yeah, yeah it like, felt like it felt like a pick and what do you time? mean what do you mean you I didn't have say so many the line, issues but... in my face you have so many issues you're just my... bringing stuff up there was, there was times where, I don't I don't think there was times where we were going to kill each other. I wouldn't say to that extreme, but that we were definitely, some of it was very hard to take, you know, when you're trying to do your best and someone is like, no, you're not doing that line right or you're not standing where you're supposed to be. It's very hard. Yeah, and for me, I don't know about you, but for me as a performer, it definitely, like, myself and Jem obviously have a background in college and we've obviously done professional act. We've trained professional actors in theatre and stuff, but I suppose I out. I've like done cabaret and there's a lot of acting and dancing, but I suppose serious lines and acting was something. Then we to redevelop our acting skills and go back to them books. Really yeah, wasn't it like, like it was a one act. We hadn't actually acted. I suppose one, yeah, I hadn't learned was, a script in about four yeah, years. No, like I don't think I'd ever learned a script. Like even in even in college, I was very reluctant to do any acting because I just never had a. Our gem wants to dance her way to just, dance. Dardom and that's I just want to dance in the valley. <laughs> She's our very own Billy Elliot it's my dancing a part it. And I pulled her acting a yeah, part And, and it. that's it we found, we found a good balance Between the both of us Like where you helped me Tremendously with my acting And I helped you with your dancing And it was That was the other thing then as we were both we both live artists Live art performers So when it came to Having to transfer that Then to film It was a whole other ball game again Do we look in the camera? Do we look away from the camera? What lines am I saying Directly to the camera? what ones am i saying to crystal you know in this case i think it there was just a lot to the rehearsals of it we were very thankful when we brought Julian as a stage manager it was a toured set of eyes on the overall production value play and the rehearsing as well I suppose you don't there's a lot of things you don't actually recognise like we obviously wrote the script and stuff but there's a lot of things you don't recognise until you do go into rehearsals and when you go into rehearsals and you kind of find these characters and you know you start to kind of feel the person you start to go no I'm now that I'm in her shoes and I'm looking through her eyes I don't think she'd say that I don't think she'd do that so then changes came to her script you know we started to nearly almost redevelop the script again I think overall there was like 17 drafts of the script yeah there was a lot of changes and then it even went that on the day itself there was a thing where we were like oh we go through the doors to the right past the pissy toilets and you're at the bar and it was a, a little section that we did it a few times and it was like up, a repetitioning yeah, dancey kind of yeah it was a repetition piece but we ended up cutting that on the day in the theatre it was like no that's actually not working so we scrapped it it just got striped 86 completely off the script and then when we were doing the editing it ended up we ended up cutting more stuff and changing things around because it, it we just felt it was better done like so I think again, I said it in the force podcast, you have to be able to be diverse if you're gonna if you're gonna survive in this industry, you have to be able to to just change even though like like that I might have wrote something that I thought was very funny, and yeah. you had to say, sorry gemma that's that's not working, it's not funny or, yeah or or I had disagreements with costumes that was a couple of times like Gemma would you know pick a costume that was obviously fantastic for. For crystal And my egotistical Shauna Would be like I don't like that And she'd be like Well you know what I hate to tell you But you're not wearing a crystal is And yeah, you know, right now You're characterally wrong In and, fact And, and, and that's the thing Like I'd say that I'd say that When I'm teaching Any dancer I'd always say Nobody Nobody's paying To see you On stage Nobody wants to see Gemma on stage They want to see The temptress They don't care What Gemma is doing In her life They want to know What the temptress Is doing on stage And it's the temptress That has to get on stage so it's a character, and unfortunately, in the likes of a play, we don't always get to wear and dance, and act, and yeah. talk, and sound, and look. The way we want to, you know, it's from a director's point of view and it aimed towards an audience, you know. And the characters really, with the costume and the makeup and stuff, and the more we'd start to work on that, they really were born. Because yeah. myself personally, I had, we obviously, I helped obviously write Crystal. I feel like I know her very well. I know her intentions. I know totally where she's at in her life and like where her dreams and goals are, you know, manifestation. She loves latte. She loves lattes and work, walks in the Phoenix Park. Even even at that, like, there's this tendency to judge your character as an actor, you know, and you go in thinking you know what they are until you start trying to play it. And you start realising, mm, maybe I judge her a bit here, you know, maybe this is not why she's here. And you kind of start to redirect your motives again. The character again, once again, changes. In costume and in makeup, you feel slightly different again. Yeah, I think, again, from... Being in the strip clubs and, you know, I'd see first hand girls that are in there three or four years and they're dancing and they have their regulars and then a new girl will come in. They'll be all full of positive vibes. They'll get loads of dances cause they're only new in the door. It's not that nobody likes them, but I think nobody likes the competition in a strip club, you know, and they're always irritating and they just don't know what the crack is. They think oh, I'm gonna be a stripper. I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna make a fortune and it's just gonna be really easy. don't understand that you have to talk to all these different customers you have to that there is a craft to it that's be charming kind of lazy, like, Ditsy and smart It's you a fine tuned art it's Like it really fine-tuned is art. Stripping Getting the dance You know I'm sure anybody If they're Maybe confident enough Can can do a, a lap dance Or a tease Or whatever Like but Actually having to sit there And talk to someone Into getting the dance Is something that's not talked about I wanted to bring that up In the play Actually selling the dance and Like that's selling why I, the dance Yeah It's why I wanted Frankie To be so irritated merely And that was horrible as well Because we're so close yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I well, just felt like I was so mean to you five months straight. for five months of your life. You got to be absolutely five mean months, to me. Five months, I just gave you dirty looks and just like. <laughs> 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 but I feel like the boat with them, It was very important to, rep- for us to represent the boat with them because neither, neither stripper, neither you know, um, stripper or like hypothetical stripper is wrong. Like neither of them are wrong. The new girl in the door is not wrong for being happy, no, and the girl I'm that's positive. there years is not wrong for being pissed off. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? It's just one of those jobs. It is, it's one It's one of those, it's one of those, Fucked up roundabouts, like, you know, that nobody, nobody's in the wrong, but everybody has a right to be annoyed and, like, yeah, that Yeah, and I think we wanted that yin-yang I, to be represented. Want, I wanted that yin-yang, I wanted that absolutely delusional newcomer to this old school, you don't have a clue, like, you know, and I, I think, um, anybody who saw the Hustlers movie, it was quite funny to me because glamorized from Hollywood, it, you know, it was like, this old school is gonna take this newbie stripper... And she's gonna teach her all the tricks of the trade, and she's gonna be so kind to her. And it's like it's kinda of not the case over here, but over here you're gonna fuck up a hundred times during dances, trying to get dances, keeping the client happy and and to some degree that no and you're gonna learn it yourself, like is what I'm saying. No one is gonna come over to you and just take you under your wing. Like it's a it's a very glamorised version that Hollywood decided to portray in the likes of hustlers and I thought that was very funny like you know and maybe that is the way it is in America in the big clubs and stuff like that but it's definitely not like that over here in Ireland in clubs down the country or in Dublin or or things like that you know so um, and and it's definitely you think that new girl walking in although you know we're all friends and we all want to make friends in in a club that new girl walking in she is a conflict of interest for you like she is someone that is may possibly come between you and your night income, you know. So it's definitely one of those things and it's not something anyone is playing for. We just wanted both of those sides of the kind represented in it, you know. It's it's a very important part yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I added in, like, you know, I, I said it, like, all the, the two characters are made up from loads of different people that I've came into contact with over the years of being in and out of strip clubs and Private big events and stuff like that, and um, that I'd see them going on like that. So, we're talking about the set design aspect of it producing of it like so there was obviously the writing of the costumes the characters all the kind of that kind of work but then it came to the side of okay we have it ready we have it rehearsed you know we're ready to go where are we putting it on and how are we filming it and how are we putting it out to an audience and that was that was where I suppose the real hiccups came into it when <laughs> this is what we're saying folks me and Jem alone can take on the world when you need someone else that's when the issues start when we have to involve another member Thou shall not be named. Thou shall not be named. Again, Sean's wishes, I'll have his all now Because I'm, I'm an outer. I'm an outer. I'm with you. So I want them out. I know there's a woman sitting here saying right now, name them. And I'm like, yeah. For the case of sideshow dramas, we're going to just call this person Mr. X. <laughs> Mr. X. Mr. X is a prick. <laughs> yeah. So on to Mr. X. We had done our research um, on, you know, best production companies and, you know, AV and all the, Who's going to record it? Who's going to... You know, do this, that, and the other, and we had fell upon this company, um, in a county that shall not even be named, maybe. Yeah. Um, but he, we had come across, and it was we had went to view this venue. It was amazing. I suppose it was the bones of what could have been amazing. I think really, what was what was offered to us was, you know, when they say sometimes a deal is too good to be true. I knew what we needed. Um, you know, set design wise, I knew we, what props we needed. Tables, chairs, bottles, um, everything from a stage manager point of view, looking through the script. I had everything planned out for them. So they basically offered us, yeah, like a really good deal, a, a really good deal, a couple of hundred euros. So we paid and it was supposed to be for the filming, some set design and the editing of the of the play itself Um, as it was just too expensive to do a live stream. Although we thought we would have been capable of that. But Mr. X then, they let us down on venues they let us down on props they let us down on the venue so it was pushed for a couple of weeks then they got us this beautiful big venue we went and we it, reviewed it Checked it all out It was perfect That was set to be on The following week And I think it was on the Sunday And on the Tuesday, We got a phone call We actually got a text message A voice note right. Two, three days Before the actual thing Was supposed to go on And bear in mind We had obviously sourced You know, a poll We yeah. had sourced A whole bang up theatre That the we were having packed and ready to go for this show like you know time booked off everything just a stage manager really booked we had numerous amount of people I suppose waiting and on it money and money more importantly gone into the production of it like so to get a voice note then to say actually the venue isn't sorted and you know it'll be a couple more weeks and stuff like that and without getting into too much detail it I just felt like the venue was never sorted. I felt instantly like it was a lie. And I probably could have dealt with it if they had just said, actually, look, I fucked up the dates on that or whatever the case is. I could have, I could have got on with it, but there was a a nonchalant, uh, well, you know, we'll film it next week or the week after. And my biggest issue when it came to that then was because we were deciding to do it as an online thing, the government had been talking about coming out of restrictions. Obviously, with the arts being one of the four sectors to close due to COVID. And well, even now doing this podcast, it's still not officially open at the minute. There's 200 people, I think, allowed outdoors. And that's only because the government broke their own rules and then changed the rules after. So Honda, Honda. Go on, the Leo. The arts are still being fucked over constantly, like, and it hasn't opened back up yet in Ireland. My issue then was a time restraint because they were talking about lifting restrictions at the time, but we were doing an online play. So with the talks of outdoor dining and stuff like that back on the cards, people aren't interested in sitting at home. And furthermore, like, watching a play though. We had know? put in all of this work through a whole lockdown to do this in a lockdown was the point you know we we wanted to produce and air this in a lockdown give something to to people in a lockdown the whole point was we want to entertain on people's couches right now like if they can't come see us they will see us at home don't worry about it it's fine that was the whole precipice and principle of us diversifying a a whole production like yeah it was to give people an hour to escape the boredom of, of being at home constantly that's really what we wanted to do so again when there was a who cares we'll do it in a couple of weeks I just did not appreciate any of that so we decided then we took it into our own hands and we found a beautiful theater that was willing to rent to us we paid a lot of money so we were after kind of paying them then we had to pay money for the venue we had to pay a huge lump sum for insurance and um, i think the budget doubled so kind of overnight it was overnight it, and it, it was that it moment of you know when you get so far on something and you've spent maybe it's your care and you've spent so much money on it and you need to spend more money now but if you don't spend that more money you've lost everything you have spent so it was that real moment do we just spend more now is that just what we do or do we stop spending career losses but we'd invested so much creative energy as artists into this that there was no going back at this stage it was in for a penny and for a pound wasn't it then like it was you know it was rehearsed it was um, like we said we actually had to physically build a studio in order to rehearse because we couldn't rehearse anywhere we couldn't rent anywhere so we had to create our own and stuff like that so it was a it was a really big deal and that time constraint pressure on me was was the time constraint caused an unbelievable amount of pressure um on my life at that stage because again people were starting to go outdoors they didn't really care about shows being done online i wanted to really that and the shows that we were being done online, a lot of them, were, you know, they weren't top quality, like, because people can only do what they can do from home. You know, so I wanted to try and work around that and think outside the box while keeping within restrictions and, and health and safety guidelines. So we got into the theatre and we filmed it. But even the day before Like but they were supposed To have set ready The day before And I just got a hunch I think you were doing My nails or something Like in that Yeah and We kind of had a moment Where I said Do you know what He's said on about them You were like Yeah no He, he was supposed to bring The, the stools The bar Kind of a lot of of set pieces the dressing table and stuff I rang and he was like no 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 that was for my venue not for this venue so but he had never clarified that the venue change would affect the set change like he had just not clarified that which is no problem again like if, if it was an issue I suppose you wouldn't have cared we were very contactual with sets I yeah, suppose like we don't have issues with that but we have issues only 24 hours we were from like from a production point of view you have to give notice like yeah you know it was I just am. a notice issue it wasn't about we were like Jesus we could have had the best set like if we had had three or four days even, like, to organise this. But it was literally, say we were filming at 12 o'clock tomorrow, this was at, like, four o'clock the day before. So, so we'd was... hours, like, it was like, no, so we have about three hours now before everything closes. Just running around, like, and it was, it was just random shit that we needed. Crazy, it was just like, random stuff that we were like, oh, we need this And it this was pressure then. that shouldn't be on the, the day before... A performance and it's kind of why when you're in this situation of you're going oh I'm the costume designer writer <laughs> uh, actor director production manager stage manager makeup artist it was dresser. kind of that are we done yet vibe when you man is just every job it was like who's your pm we're the pm <laughs> who's your sm we're the sm you know and um, who designed your lights we designed the lights <laughs> But for that reason, as an actor, all I wanted to do was be at home, relax, meditate, try wind down the day before a show, like, so that I could go in the next day, rested and giving me all. But as a stage manager and production manager and the producer of the show, I would no choice but to run around. And even from a director set design point of view, we had to go like, no, them chairs don't work or, well, that doesn't work with that. Or, and we forgot the two chairs on the day. But it actually, didn't we? We forgot to do. Yeah, we we had decorated two chairs to dance on and we had forgot those. And oh, when just, we went in, they actually had wooden chairs which looked more like the stills that we brought. So it all actually ended up. It was up, a bit hunky dory. Yeah, it, it, it always kind out. of ends up working out in the end and somewhere. Um, and there was a lot to be proud of in it, in fairness. Like it wasn't just the writing, the directing the thing, it was actually the physically carrying the setting. Like we physically yeah, set like, up our own a, stage. Like I, It was actually something that. We didn't talk about it all Other than the cameraman It was an all-female production crew Like so Her lights like, yes. and sound Was the lovely Cassie and Ava From the New Theatre Shout um, out Jilly our stage manager And obviously us too Like so Yeah And that was That was the it was, soul it was very, group imp, it was very impressive though like, like it was very I was meant to be proud of like I suppose I will throw it into my Oscar speech one day and I'll be like going back to that time in the new theatre when yeah, it was cause me and Gem because we did a full get in before we even started so like talk about tech. lifting it in X stage like a pole it like setting it up with like heated rollers in me here and you know taking pictures we heated rollers and it was just it was an emotional roller coaster of a day it was an absolute emotional rollercoaster of a day the day in itself was yeah it was it was a whirlwind it was an emotional roller coaster, but it was fantastic at that. It was what, how many hours? 13, 14 hour day? I think it ended up being nearly a 16 hour day, 16 like 16 hours. Because hair and makeup from. Eight or that nine morning, o'clock yeah. That morning, um, we were in the theater from ten o'clock that morning, and then I don't think we left until ten, eleven o'clock that night. So it was, you know, we had to do to get in, as you said, like we had to drag all the set equipment, everything in. We had to liaise with sound and lights. Then do we, a whole tech like we had yeah, a two-hour tech, like two, three-hour tech. And union it's so. <laughs> need union breaks. Yeah. Union breaks. It's something that, um, even the tech was very different because we're teching to, again, we're teching to film, like, which we'd never do. We'd tech to, to a live audience, like, so obviously there's no live audience at the tech, but we're teching with a live audience in mind. Because we're used to doing live performances, we didn't want to go in, stopping and starting. I remember saying in the rehearsal room that, like, I want to be able to just run this from start to finish. Like, you know, without stopping, without breaks or going, what's my line again? And we kind of did. But but we had this weird luxury of being able to, which is, again, what we're not used to. Well, again, Mr. X, our film man, ended up, like, we did record it from start to finish, but we three cameras... On us um, One to the side One pan angle And one Following us Around the Yeah So we'd like so to follow So we had three then. different angles And because they were doing The editing We didn't care We took it loads Of different times You know From this that camera To that camera Look this way Do it that way So many different variations Of it All throughout the day So that didn't affect us We were fine with You know Filming it from all directions We'd wrapped the day up We'd we broke down the set Went home On our merry ways We had contacted Mr eh? just to say like you know thanks to Minion. obviously the usual stuff we've had a great day he was really happy with the film and leaving it was all fantastic Um, he had also just to throw a quick note in he'd also set up sound so he'd given us face mics where he was going to record the sound separately and he was going to patch it over it wasn't an issue we were really excited and then you know he was like we'll have something for you on saturday you know to to view or whatever some kind of segment or section of it so we were like brilliant awesome we had went away the few days and i i couldn't sleep i suppose that performer was show me something like when you do a photo shoot and you're just dying for shots and you're like show me something yeah you're like Sean McCormick can you please send me just send me, me one shot photos. even like to yeah, let like, me see Ros- my face oh, can I see my photo please Roscoe <laughs> is there anybody there from our loved photographers but uh, yeah the we were, we waited it and you know Saturday came around and kind of nothing from him and Sunday came I said do you know i throw him a text Gem? after obviously contacting him myself and, and then he gets back Jem. you take over there dun 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 yeah, you know, um, I got back in touch with him where I was like, hey, you know, it was, like I said, it was about, he said, you know, give me a week and then contact me kind of thing. So I contacted him after a week and... Um, I basically got the worst email that you could get back. He had said he felt under too much pressure, which is completely fine. Like I'm, I'm an absolute advocate for mental health. You know, I think it's it's the most underrated. I just think everybody needs to take care of their mental health. If someone, it's an, ne- obvious, priority. It's an obvious priority to me. If if somebody if somebody needs to step down from a job, a position, a project, a production, anything, and uh, no matter what way it works, if if your mental health is is, uh, is always a priority, like that's the way we feel. That's so I dramas. <laughs> but of course, from a producer point of view, you know, he he had said like what well, kind of turned it was he said if I pay I think it was 2,800 euro he could make my project a priority that it was too low budget now it was it was well over a thousand euro that we had initially put into it without renting the other studio or insurance and stuff like that so um, as I said the budget had already jumped but to say then that if we pay 2,800 euro a, a random number in my opinion like that I he, he could he could make the editing a priority like and that's where it became questionable for us as the two of us it became questionable at that point because Gemma said you know obviously we are in no position to want someone to in any way compromise their mental health or in, in anything like that but the fact then that he had come back and I suppose put a price on it he put a price on what his mental health is worth for this which again is fine yeah. but it seems like he had misquoted himself to begin with and when he got home and he went through it and he realised maybe what he had taken on and that there was misquoted a lot of work, himself that there was a lot of medicine to do that yeah he I was going was to use big. his own Mental health as like this kind of I suppose you know way to re requote us like yeah, and cool. that's what was bizarre it was like no it was hang on and, and I'm I'm thankful like we didn't you know we didn't get into a fight or anything like I just we did asked. just part ways we did just know. part ways thankfully like I did just ask for the footage the footage was sent straight away um uh, over to me without the sound file will I like, just throw it in there yeah, so the reason so- I had mentioned there for a side note that we did get mic um we did get mic and we were assured obviously that the, the sound wouldn't be an issue or whatever because it was gone to be patched over and then he obviously didn't send the sound file so air sound then it's you know based off camera sound it's like DSLR sound it's actually not patched over sound like it's which not is suitable and it's not the the highest quality like which is obviously what i wanted for the amount of money that we spent doing it you know which is why um, anybody that has seen the play the foot the we don't love the sound guys we don't love love the sound we don't love the sound and and we do apologize to anybody um who did think it was a bit muffly here or there um or anyone that's personally offended at home right now by our sound personally offended (laughs) hashtag no refund (laughs) We do hope you enjoyed it, and we do know it was as clear as we could have possibly made it. Like, but to to the way we looked at it is when I got that file, I think there was about with about a thousand different clips. In each folder. Um, some had sound. Some didn't. Some were from different angles. And they were all. It wasn't. Oh. Crystals. Scene 2. Camera angle. It was all just numbered. And really confusing. So. It took like a week. Just to go through the footage. Like. Without being able to do anything with it. Then I had to. Con- and the momentous part of all of this folks. Is. This. Play was completely edited by Gemma. Gemma herself, solely. So when all of this went down, again, see if someone had to hand me those files in a physical bag, I would have absolutely fucked them in the wheelie bin and walked off and been like, there is a thousand all gone. I think if most people had a looked at the file, they, they would have ran. 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 They would have ran. They would have went, oh look, we're going to have to pay someone to do this. But I'm very lucky. Sean McCormick, thank you very much. Another shout out to Sean McCormick. He told me about um, some editing software and stuff like like that i was uh, you know so i was a week going through the files i was maybe a week messing around then with the editing software and i think all in all it took about a month of sitting there day in day out obviously i've other projects going on like hell on heels going on and a full family and being a stage manager to the Dorothy circus while like that producing hell on heels an actual yeah. show and huge congratulations to miss memphis shell queen show of hell out. Queen of Hell, Queen of Hell, Memphis Shell won the amazing Hell on Heels awards. Yeah, that we just produced. So that was all going on, and yeah, we'd online shows with the Dirty Circus. We'd meetings for dates for future shows. There was um just so much going on, so much going on at the same time of having to basically learn this new skill that I'd no understanding. Like I've never edited. I've I don't think I've even edited. like a she picture. won't edit a photo. Like, like she I a I edit the, edit the photo like yeah. I might stick a filter <laughs> on. The photo in new york as she says now new york you have that new york filter Um, but i don't i don't actually edit anything like i'm so brutal with stuff like that so it was a whole new skill that i felt i had to learn and with the play that was it because it was my first time producing it was my first time editing and then i decided oh do you know what all strippers pole dance so i'm gonna learn um you know i did a few beginners classes in pole dancing and I know a few moves um on the pole whoop but uh so I decided um you know I had to do a, a pole routine like so that was a whole other skill that I had to learn for that play as well so it was just it was complete from start to finish non-stop it was it was a very big learning curve it was in- a learning curve in so many different ways and again it goes back to that being diverse like where we would so many obstacles put in front of us with oh the script is ready no it's not the script is ready no yeah. it's not yeah. Um. to to viewing it to online to hiring people to letting people go um, to editing like it was a, a really really crazy experience like and then it was a really crazy the experience but um to I'm so happy are you happy I am I am happy I have a sense of relief about it when we sat down and looked at it it was funny we we had, yeah like, we did not hear we did not hear we kind about agreed like now Gemma had been editing this up before. Gemma was tortured with it. she had she was like on loop with it in her head lying about asleep thinking about oh, it oh yeah like, where I got this lovely I think break <laughs> away from her for weeks where I was like how are you getting on and she's like you're empty how are you getting on they you on my head and I'll smash her head and she- because no, she knew I was as useless like oh my god I was as useless when it came to any of it and I was like it was one of those things only one person could do anyway even if I came over like I'd be kind of just sitting watching you so I think it'd be more annoying if there was someone sitting yeah. there, down your neck because loads of it is sitting there going how do I do this what and re-listening to a clip over and over again so we're real happy I'm, I'm obviously real now happy. that we're again and we sat down we had the night we watched it uh, and I, I, I and I, I think cried. the whole time you were, you were watching <laughs> you were watching me because you had watched it so much of was yeah. like what do you think what do you think do you like it and I was like it's unbelievable we got to the, the bloopers end. and we did We a win the bloopers were so much fun to do that was actually such a fun part of editing it was. because we knew we kind of agreed that we wanted bloopers in it <laughs> we knew there was going to be bloopers anyway and so you know and I watch life I love the bloopers that is like I would skip a, through a film for the bloopers like I yeah. want to see the shit that goes down like the rush real hour, shit yeah rush hour bloopers are the best we, we knew we wanted bloopers and i don't know i just think i was just so happy and i was uh i was extremely proud like for for one of our first pieces of work for sideshow dramas i was very proud yeah it was, I, a, prou- it was a very proud moment for sideshow dramas and i'm just really happy with it and i'm glad you are happy with it and um, yeah it was and it was as an actor as a human like we like so we both went back into acting i knew nothing about a strip club i went into it with a total i suppose blank normal person perspective obviously i dance in the circus and i've been around other you know forms of Dance, but I suppose never directly in a strip club, like never on the either hand of it. And I went in like that, having conversations, learned a lot personally, like in the world. I feel like I learned a lot making this, like more than anything. I feel like it's changed me. Like I spent a year making this, and it's given you know, it taught me that you know not to give up on something genuinely, just keep going. and and that's the thing, like I keep do, your I intentions it clear. Did not matter. It did not matter if you had of asked me to sacrifice my firstborn in order <laughs> to stage that play. I would have done it. I would have been like, yep, to the dance gods, to the teacher gods. <laughs> You go sleep. Yeah, no, I, like d- I definitely just. no. She said right? It did. It got to the stage where like you, you, we would have went through hella fire. Like no, I remember standing in somebody, my somebody getting that produced. Like Somebody would say something. Something would happen. Like because numerous things happen, lads. Like, it's not just like one well, or I two, two like things. We're it was like over and, yeah, like, like every day there was something like a chair was broke. This is broke. You know, couldn't get a pair of shoes. Couldn't... There was just something. There was always felt like something in the way. Like, and it got to a stage, I suppose, where we stopped even acknowledging it. We stopped acknowledging things going wrong because we were like, no, we're refusing now to actually give it... it Just succumb to something something now. It was just ended up like, oh, that's just another thing that needs to be sorted. Like, and it will be sorted. Like, and it did. It did. Like, that's the funny thing. Like, for... The amount of obstacles that got put in the way, every single one of them was smashed and just, like, dealt with to the best of our abilities, like, I found, like... Yeah, know. everything was dealt with in due course. Not an issue, like... And it did. It went ahead. We're very proud of it. Um, But it's even now, it's gone past. It's gone past the point of it. So what is the I, next I think so yeah Mr. X was um also unfortunately supposed to be selling their tickets for us so we had to we had to go with a different company so we had to do a whole that was a whole other day of research and okay who can host. handle who can host an yeah. online show who can sell tickets for us who can um, I have obviously uh, the website www.sideshowdramas.ie shameless plug shameless plug <laughs> I have the website there but I was like okay can I put the play on that does it does it work like that it was all very very new to me that I just didn't have a clue but we were so thankful we found takeyourseats.ie who are just the most professional and accommodating service you've ever met in your whole entire life. if anybody is hosting online shows or anything like that takeyourseats.ie is the way to go 100% they were just amazing from start to finish like and everything was so straightforward I, f- I felt like I understood it after one quick email and one phone call from one of the lads in there just thanks so much to take your seats for uh, doing it and you know we ran it for a whole week and that was another thing I think I just didn't get a moment to even think about like is that our show was running for a whole week online like and it was just really it was really great like that people had the option of, of seeing it on different nights because it was going live on a bank holiday weekend and a lot of people have plans yeah, obviously and yeah. stuff, so. people go on holidays and stuff and we just didn't want we wanted like a Wednesday night sit we had this thing of what do people do over Tuesday night like what do you do at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday nothing like that. and because it's a one acting play like you know it's only 20 minutes like you know so you'd have your drink you'd watch it maybe another drink and that's it it's it's a it's a great way to spend an hour like in my opinion yeah it was it's definitely the take your seats lads obviously they had they had taken it into their hands and you know, Mr. X <laughs> literally <laughs> about to slip out yeah beeping you all know, Beep. in our own podcast when you get beeped. but um Beep. <laughs> he had it uh, he was obviously supposed to do some level of marketing you know for it and stuff so that was obviously something that fell back into Saito drama hands and again you know marketing it and, yeah, and sharing and, it out. there's an old theatre quote they say um you know if a tree falls in the woods and nobody sees it did it even fall like did it even fall yeah. did it even fall if no one's there to hear it like uh, you know that's it like it's you can create an amazing pe- piece of work like but if it's not advertised if people aren't seeing it like um, you and your granny it's pointless nearly like you know the whole point of it is to put it out there that people can see it and you know and uh, it was very scary you know even the pricing of it you're going is a price too high is it? Price too low? It's very hard to, to think, you know, because if it was if it was in a theater right now, yeah, yeah, it was in a theater right now, how much to charge? Like, but because it was online, it was just all so new to us. I'm very happy with it. The week run did absolutely unbelievable. Like, yeah. we're getting the feedback off the lads, we did great on ticket sales. So we just want to thank for everyone for the support. Like, oh you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everyone who bought a ticket, like I can't thank is enough. And I really hope you liked it. Thank you for holding in there with us. Thank you for supporting the art and watching the two of us <laughs> go mad for it. Uh, a while on stage And listening to us now top and shy Thank you To whoever's listening now too Because this is something We talked about for ages then, Making a podcast At the end of it all Because it was just So much involved I mean used to You know when something Would go wrong I'd be like Babe for the podcast You know this is all For the podcast Yeah it was It was actually <laughs> Kind of got it through It was something That we did say Like you know Where there was times Where I wanted to get Onto a Facebook post And just rant Fuck this And yeah. fuck everyone And I remember <laughs> Several times You being like No just save it For the podcast It'll be unbelievable and I kind of got to the stage <laughs> where do you funny. know where Adele said She needs someone to filter her Twitter I kind of got like that I Like Gemma <laughs> would have to send on posts for us And be like I'm writing this I'm sharing this And I'm like don't share that please but so, We'll put it in the podcast <laughs> Put it in the podcast So um, it's a good therapy trick for everybody Like uh, just put it in the podcast so where is she going then, Jem? Where is she going? If she was a bird and she was the flap fat flat way, where would she be going? Where are we going? Well, I think I'll quit my job. Well, I think we're going to quit our jobs, are with the help of God. The sales were great, lads. You've this actually, actually been like, tired. You've, you've been able us to actually quit our job and not have to shake me ass on stage for not even minimum wage. Like, get a whack, let us pay tax. So, um... If you haven't seen the play, you can still watch it now online. So um, if you go to ie, you can rent it for €5 Euro for 72 hours, or you can purchase the whole play for €10, Euro, um, and then it's just yours. You can keep it for life. You can bring your nanny over and you watch it with You can watch it multiple times if you buy it for the tenor if that's Like that's what you're that, into, so. you can watch it every night. We're um, all right with that. So I think while... Restrictions are in place I think like maybe 50 people Are allowed into theatres At the minute And I just want I want to bring it To a live audience Like so We're definitely I think in agreement That we're going to Bring it to stage When we're able to get an, A full audience back in Because 100% Because we had to Cut so many jokes And so many sections Of it out Because it just didn't Transfer from A, a live audience theatre To a film so. so I just think We're really excited To bring it Yeah we're really excited To bring it to a live audience because that is what it was originally wrote for that is what it was wrote for it was wrote for those laughs those comedy sections that are just made for live audience and the both of us can't wait to get back on stage irrelevant of it we're getting back on stage yeah we're getting back on stage but basically we were in talks with some dramaturgs basically we're taking on some professional help with the script and we're going to work through it and make sure it's basically perfect for everybody for people coming into the theatre to see it we have three venues that we have booked into that we're just dying to share and it'll be announced really soon so make sure you keep your eyes open for that if you haven't seen it or if you have seen it because I think even if you've seen it online it's going to be different seeing it live yeah, it's absolutely. going to be a different atmosphere it's going to be <clears throat> and we hope that if you've seen it online you only want to see it more live because that's that's what it was made for and that's where it's really at so yeah um, uh, we've three different venues booked in all in Dublin and um, we're looking at one in Galway and then I I'm hoping to gonna oh you she going to say it? I'm going to Oh, she's gonna say yeah. she is gonna say we're yeah. gonna take it on tour all over the country um, and we're just so excited like so we hope all our friends over all the different counties will come see us we're gonna be doing some comedy festivals and we're doing a few film festivals as well so it's actually I think we're pretty booked up for the rest of the year woo <laughs> yeah yeah, I think we're pretty booked up for the rest of the year with different dates between online things, live performances. Um, so that's just I'm over the moon about that. Really. Yes, absolutely. It's deadly. It feels like it's it feels like it's coming home now. It feels it, like it's funny because usually when you do a performance, it's the build up to the performance, but the performance just feels like it was just a, a an aspect of the whole. thing. Yes. Yes, it feels like it was um. Which was just part of, of of teching it I suppose was just doing this online run of it it was fantastic and now it's like the big ones. now it's like we're bringing it on now stage now with the big ones. we've some festivals some film festivals and some comedy festivals and some live performances booked in um, so we're just too excited it is very very exciting
1: but it's if you
0: if you haven't seen The Play again go on to Study and watch it online or you can keep your eyes out for when tickets go on sale for some of our venues that were booked into at different dates from now until Christmas we'll be announcing them on over the next couple of weeks yeah so follow the Instagrams as well handles mine is Shauna.Says I know Um, what mine is god the (laughs) only the only famous person who doesn't know her own Instagram handle how famous is that so how amazing is that you're like what is my Google it. I don't know what my you own Instagram is I don't look myself up we want to thank everybody for listening yeah and thank everyone involved sound. and all our family and our friends for putting up with us for months yeah, any venue that dealt with us you all know who you are the new theatre was absolutely unbelievable lads if If there's any sort of productions going on there for tickets, go buy them. Takeyourseats.ie. I want to thank the Dirty Circus for sponsoring. I think I'll quit my job. They have loads of upcoming shows coming up, so keep your eyes. And we'll be there. And we will be there with our costumes on and off. (laughs) A personal thanks to Jilly from the boat of us as friends, as fellow artists. Jill Dog. Jill Dog, thank you for everything. And yeah, to each other. Thank you, Gem. Thank you. Shana. thank you crystal <laughs> thank you frankie <laughs> tell me something interesting is that a wrap that's a wrap on a series of sideshow dramas peace bye now